Now, beloved saints of second, this is a story that perplexes scholars and troubles disciples. This is a story that challenges my own understanding of who Jesus is and how I am to follow him. This is a story that nevertheless is good news for us today. So listen to this from the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Mark. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice, but a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him, and she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged Jesus to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And then Jesus said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now this is a story that celebrates parenthood. Perhaps you are a parent yourself. Perhaps you are sitting near one. Or perhaps, like me, you've had parent-adjacent experiences, being responsible for children and youth. Now, I have been praying for parents a lot over the course of the pandemic. For anyone who has young children and youth living with you during this wild season, you have been in my thoughts and prayers. Overnight, parents around the world have shifted into wearing more hats than usual. Teacher, tutor, technology concierge, full-time chef, Coach, cleaning crew, mask procurement, symptom synthesizer, community watch, and referee, just to name a few. A few weeks ago, The Atlantic published an article titled, Parents Are Not Okay, that hit the rounds on social media. Dan Sinker, a dad of a six-year-old and a 16-year-old, writes about the tough decisions of sending kids back to school with COVID cases rising. He writes, it's enough to bring parents to tears, except that every parent I know ran out a long time ago. I know I did. Ran out of tears, ran out of energy, ran out of patience. 
Through these grinding 18 months, we've managed our kids' lives as best we could while abandoning our own. Friends, parenthood during a pandemic is not for wimps. Parents today are role models of courageous love, balancing their children's safety and health with their needs for relationships and social connection. And this week, our country is grappling with the complications of parenthood. Look around, and you'll see plenty of evidence of such courageous love in grocery stores, in the carpool line, at playgrounds, and here in our church family. Today's text from Mark offers us another example of a parent with courageous love, willing to take risks on behalf of her child. We find Jesus is weary. He seeks time away from the crowds in an unfamiliar place where he hopes he can rest incognito. But he can't hide out for long. According to Mark, this mother who has a daughter who is suffering heard about him immediately. And so she finds where Jesus is staying and she takes a posture of worship and respect, bowing at his feet and begging him to heal her daughter. Her love for her daughter is so fierce, she crosses the threshold of the house, prostrates herself at the feet of a stranger, and pleads for his help. Even though she is a woman, even though she is a Gentile, even though she was not invited, This woman crosses the boundaries of expectation to seek healing for her daughter. Now, if you've ever been in the company of a parent who is desperate for good news when their child is sick or hurting, you can imagine the look in this woman's eyes. If you've ever held the hand of a parent who is praying for help for their child in a cancer wing, outside of the ICU, on the roadside, or every morning at the kitchen table over their first mug of coffee, then you can hear the pain and quiver in this mother's voice as she pleads with Jesus on behalf of her daughter. We don't know the tone of this conversation from the mother or from Jesus, but I can't imagine this conversation occurred without emotion. This mother is begging for her daughter, and Jesus responds. And here's the point where scholars and disciples are flummoxed. Jesus responds by indirectly saying no. Jesus responds by comparing the woman and the daughter to dogs. 
Jesus responds by claiming that she is not someone he was sent to help. Jesus responds in a way that goes against our understanding of a compassionate, kind, gracious teacher whose love knows no bounds. Scholars debate what is happening here. Was Jesus really tired? Is Mark emphasizing the humanity of Jesus? Does Jesus need a lesson to broaden his understanding of how he is to share the love of God? Now, if I'm honest, none of the possible explanations make his response okay in my eyes. And perhaps that is one reason why I appreciate this story so much. Because the mother persists. The courageous mother responds, using Jesus' own metaphor as further proof that she should be asking for his help. She persists in her plea. Yes, even though she and her child are Gentiles, the scraps from the table may be enough to make a difference. Her courage her love for her daughter, her persistence, all this she uses to hold the attention of Jesus. She shifts his response from a no to go. Your daughter is now well. And we can discuss what happened here and how and why Jesus recalibrates his response after worship. But let's be clear. This mother came to Jesus seeking help for her daughter. And she left to find her daughter healed at home. She got the final result she pleaded for. Her persistence paid off. Now, we know that today there are plenty of parents pleading for their children's welfare. As a church family, we often pray for parents who watch their children suffering, for parents who lose their children to gun violence right here in Richmond, for parents seeking safety and refuge for their children at our southern border, for parents in Afghanistan, in Haiti, in Ethiopia, in Guatemala, in Palestine, parents seeking help in the wake of flooding, fires, earthquakes, and hurricanes. We pray for parents near and far who are worried about their children. And this Syrophoenician mama reminds us that no matter where these parents live or what faith they follow, God's grace includes them too. This brief encounter in Mark has vast ramifications for us all. God hears the cries of desperate parents and our own pleas for health and healing. Our pleading will not be ignored 
even when we don't get the response we hope for the first time. Our teacher and shepherd can be moved by persistence and compassion. Our God will not turn us away. So friends, I don't know what your heart is pleading for today. I don't know the full extent of how you and your family are hurting. But I trust that God knows what is on your heart. God hears your prayers, and I believe that God cares. So keep asking God. It's okay to make repeated requests. Keep seeking. Keep praying. God hears our persistent prayers. God's grace includes your prayers and mine. There is enough of God's love to reach every corner of the world. The persistence of this mother reminds me of the persistence of my own heart and that God's love will find a way. So even if you are perplexed, or disappointed, or really tired today, this gospel story shows us that God's grace will be enough for you, and for me, and for us all. May it be so. Let us pray. God, you love us, and you call us to share your love in this world full of hurt and heartache. Lead us to listen. Inspire us to be persistent in prayer. Guide us to serve. Help us to love well as your light shines the way. We pray through the power of the Spirit and through our shepherd, your Son. Amen.